Hi, and welcome to Decoding AQ, helping you to learn the tools, mindsets, and actions to thrive in an ever-changing world. Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Decoding AQ. I have another special guest with me here today. I have Magdalena Mook, who is the CEO at ICF, and that's the International Coaching Federation. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. And it's interesting, isn't it? The phases that life goes through and at what point might we have a coach? And, uh, you know, as we were chatting just in the initial piece, my own personal coach took me on journeys to different countries because Mm -hmm. I wanted to find the best coach. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, well, who's the person who coaches the best entrepreneurs? Find them. And it evolves who we are and what our potential is. What got you into coaching in the first place, Magdalene? <laughs> yeah, in the first place, it was in fact the um, the, the job opportunity. I um, I have been with ICF for almost sixteen years, uh, which is a little scary. Uh, but I wasn't hired for my coaching abilities, mind you. I was hired for my association management skills mm-hmm. and international relations. Um, I was familiar with coaching, but more on a theoretical level. And it was only 2005. So, you know, Um, but very soon after I was afforded the ability to work with a professional coach. And uh, it only came natural that very soon after I was trained um, Mm -hmm. as a coach and I continue my training as a professional coach. So... So, you know, there was there was a work-related opportunity to engage with coaching. And your journey from, as you said, in in government, in agriculture, and the ability to facilitate groups of people, decisions, strategic decisions, you know, all of these complex things of international relations. I guess there's a lot of similarities in coaching. You know, we're dealing with complex people and humans and, and then teams and organizations. And how, how does an international coaching federation differ from, mm. say, potentially regional or I- individual ones? What are some of the, you know, unique aspects of having one that's so vast and so diverse across lots of different countries and things? What's, what's the benefits of those things? Yeah. So right now we have about 45,000 members in over 140 wow. countries. Uh, it, it is possibly one of our greatest um, benefit of having an opportunity for anyone, anyone within the system to have a colleague and peer. That, you know, yes. you can just check um, how they are doing things. And yet there are, there are some headaches. Language, as you can imagine, is immediately one because coaching is quite an intimate um, service. So a lot of coaching is happening in the local language of the country or the territory that it's happening. Um, the other one is, of course, culture. Um, coaching as it exists right now was predominantly developed more of an anglo-saxon tradition and now we're having such a beautiful influences of other countries and other cultures Um, and and that's enriching definitely the 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 way we perceive coaching and the way the coaching is being delivered 
and yet if you try to be a global standard for the coaching profession that creates some uh, interesting conversations um, to 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 be resolved for the good of the profession and naturally you can imagine the code of ethics is also something that we don't want it to be bland we want it to be enforceable and yet how do we make sure that we're respectful of multiple cultures multiple countries laws and regulations um so never a dull moment that's that's yeah. probably what describes uh, icf but but again richness of opportunity to see how coaching is uh being developed evolves and is being applied in different parts of the world is just it's just phenomenal i guess that insight you know an organization 25 years old and you've been there you know nearly 16 years that evolution to understand what has worked what's working today and what will work tomorrow is a continual cycle that every organization goes through and what are some of the challenges and some of the maybe stories of where there's been shifts and changing in the coaching, whether it's the policies or best practices or the ethics that you've seen over that decade and a half of how coaching has changed? Yes, definitely many, many, many changes, I think, uh, for the better, yeah. uh, as, as it is a young profession and we're still evolving, we're still learning, we are uh, learning from other disciplines um, that are supporting coaching, that being, you know, instruction uh, design, that being neuroscience, medicine, psychology, psychiatry. Um, so, so this is this is quite rich. And yet, you know, when I first started uh, with ICF, such concepts as internal coaching was not very much talked about. And now we know a lot of organizations employ internal coaches. The term manager and leader using coaching skills, now the fastest growing part of the, um, uh, of the, uh, of the, of the coaching continuum, that didn't exist. Uh, things like supervision, things like uh, group or team coaching, those simply did not exist. And they came to be because there was a defined need within the population of uh, clients that needed to be responded to. So, so I think that this is a beauty of the agility of the coaching profession. Um, you mentioned ethics, the code of ethics, uh, our code of ethics is reviewed every three years. It's wow. religious yeah. every yep. three years, because it is, it is such an important document, not to coaches alone, but to the clients, what to expect, mm. what to ask for, what not to agree to uh in the coaching relationship so we really want to make sure that the code is very much up to date because one of the um i think most important things that any organization and association needs to look to is to be relevant mm. and that relevant relevancy comes from being very attuned to what is the circumstance so what are the circumstances in the marketplace so one of the key challenges then for the coaching industry or any industry is, as you say, to remain relevant mm. and to be able to change and adapt, to let go of something as much as it is embrace something that's coming that's new. What do you see as the 
key opportunities for coaching in the future? What's, what's coming down the line? What are the things that are being worked on that we might see trickle down across uh, the coaching industry? What's, if I describe you know, a question of what's the future of coaching, how would you describe that in your view? Um, first statement um, is that the future of coaching is bright. Uh, yep. And it is because another phenomenon that we're observing is that coaching starting maybe even a little bit remedial quickly became more of a developmental professional development or performance development tool and uh, originally also afforded maybe only to a top level individuals in organizations. Now, um, our own research with Human Capital Institute points to the uh, organizations that are becoming strong in their coaching culture. And one of the elements of the coaching culture, strong coaching culture, is that coaching is, is uh, available to anybody and everybody within the organization so uh so that's that's one thing that i think that the pie is getting bigger right mm -hmm. because we have more and more people who are aware of coaching that's another study with pricewaterhousecoopers that we know that the awareness of coaching is growing exponentially year to year to year we're gonna repeat that study this year so i'm curious yep. um um, and, and, and also, you know, that, that, that allows for that different um, uh, attitudes towards coaching. Is it onboarding? Is it, is it career coaching? Is it life coaching? Um, is, it, is it something that is important for the entire team or the entire system? So, um, so from that perspective, I think that really there is, there is a lot of need for coaching. Uh, last year, COVID uh, showed us that that um, being relational uh, as a leader, being empathetic, being um, uh, resilient, but also vulnerable. These are the traits of leadership that mm -hmm. we didn't hear before, right? Um, and being self-aware. And we know that all these three elements of personal uh, or, or professional persona can be very well helped by um, working with the coach. Okay. But, um, you know, you ask about the trends and I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention technology and artificial yeah. intelligence, of course, because that's, a, um, um, that's something being talked about a lot. Technology already is supporting coaching in a big way. And so is AI. Um, my personal view, of course, is that um, AI will never replace coaching because of the empathy level and the ability to really read the um, changes in a person as they go through the relationship. Yeah, I think it is one of those things with technology is are we trying to replicate who we are or augment us to mm -hmm. be better at what we do? And there's no doubt things that technology can do better at it than we can, you know, certain things and we should gladly you know, have a relationship with technology that allows us to perform better. And I think one of the opportunities that you mentioned there, which has been a historical challenge, is the accessibility of coaching, mm -hmm. the accessibility of quality coaching and something yes. that has been a almost a privilege of the execs and the high level to actually be able to access quality coaching at every level of the employee life cycle and every stage in the org chart. I think technology can play a big part mm -hmm. to that to a certain extent. And likewise, as you said, uh, coaching cultures 
inside organizations. So it's not necessarily just someone who wears a badge that says they're a coach, but is able to understand the coaching principles and mm -hmm. how that might be able to aid and help. What are some of the dangers that you see around coaching? Some of the sort of obstacles and, and friction points for really effective and good coaching? So I will start with the fact that to be a good coach, one has to be good, uh, well-trained. That, mm -hmm. That's the absolute must. Um, and and um, as you know, coaching is not necessarily externally regulated profession. So people just call themselves coaches and not necessarily uh, um, breaking any laws or rules. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that this is important that the purchasers of coaching are educated enough about what to look for in a coach. And that being membership in a professional organization, credential, proof of, of um, education is supremely important in that. Second potential danger, I'll say, is uh, I don't see it as much, but there was a period of time where coaching seemed to be a silver bullet for absolutely everything that was not going as well as it could be. And, and coaching can help in multiple facets, no question, but sometimes a good old-fashioned mentoring or good training, classroom training, um, may benefit the, the person and the organization in a better way. So the mixture of applications of learning techniques, including coaching, is, 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 is very important. And the other one, you know, uh, I will go back to technology because I think, uh, I think we share the opinion that technology can uh, support coaches work and can can really um, um, just help get rid of some boring parts of the business and yep. really uh, focus on on being with the client being present with them and and, and um, being in that relationship uh, and, and at the same time if taken maybe too far uh, they may, may be a recognition that that um, uh, AI type coaching would be enough and I, I hoped, and this is also the responsibility of our organization, of course, to make sure that um, potential clients, existing and potential clients understand the difference in the benefit of working with the human coach yeah. um, and being helped by um, algorithm behind, behind the AI coach. And it potentially could be a great on-ramp for mm -hmm. that, you know, in terms of people who weren't aware of maybe some of the benefits of coaching to try it out uh, to then yes. get some feedback and responses and the danger of course is if it doesn't help them that they're completely turned off but let's live in the utopian world not a dystopian one in that it offers up this explosion of opportunity mm -hmm. for the era of coaching where human coaches are you know i i really believe we're in the era of coaching you know if we had an era before of management and structure <laughs> now coaching where we're in a more unpredictable and more mm -hmm. uncertain world coaching that asks great questions that help support people through not a defined process or journey but one in which is involving creativity and imagination mm -hmm. and those kind of things i think provide a great light for the future in terms of how the federation functions and the, as you talked about these, uh, you know, 
huge challenges across cultural differences, across language differences. In terms of the Federation's mandate of how it exists, and it's got a number of different components, hasn't it? Sort of half a dozen mm. different components as a nonprofit organization. Just give us some headlines of some of those that are new or been around a while and, and what do they do just to give us a walk sort of a walking tour around icf i think would be really helpful mm, sure happy to do that little historian right yeah uh, so so back to the beginnings um the organization was started in 1995 uh in north america uh, but quite quickly gained some um, footing in Australia and Western Europe, especially the United Kingdom. So, uh, and the organization from the very beginning, what a foresight by the, by the founding fathers and mothers of the organization to be called international. Mm -hmm. uh, they did not want it to be to be a local organization and and second to uh, create the organization not necessarily as a network for coaches at that point very new a very budding uh, uh, profession but to promote the effectiveness and the efficacy of coaching and and i think that we remain true to the very uh, roots of the organization, especially lately when we created the um, six, we call them family organizations that, that uh, uh, constitute the, the ICF. And the first and, and the foremost is, it always will be, is the uh, family organization that represents professional coaches. And not everybody knows that to be an ICF member, one has to be already trained as a coach. That's the um, minimum requirement yeah. to, to be an ICF coach. That's the bar. Yep, that's the yep. bar. And and believe me, I did live through the time when we proposed that bar. And uh, yeah, there were some very spirited conversations around that, mm. partly from the perspective of are we being inclusive mm. of people who are interested in coaching? And you said, you know what? interested in coaching we can we can fulfill their interest in other ways than being a member of a professional organization uh, but that that's yet another sign of evolution uh, of the organization so professional coaches we make sure that they are well trained well prepared uh, that they get resources they need to run an effective uh, and successful uh, coach uh, coach train uh, coaching um, business then uh, the second longest existing uh, part of the ICF is ICF Foundation, which was created to be uh, more like a charitable arm of the, of the ICF and offer primarily pro bono coaching in social progress organizations so they can achieve greater uh, social uh, uh, return on investment in their activities. Two other uh, activities that we've been known for is the approval of coach training, and that's another family organization. So they make sure that the uh, curricula for our coach training providers are adequate and again reflective of what's relevant in a coaching profession. Uh, and they almost hand over those people to the coach uh, uh, credentialing and standards um, family organization that is responsible for ICF credentials. And, and, and again, I think that um, it is important to know that ICF uh, looks into two aspects of our credentials. One, of course, is the, the content, what, what is the skill set, what are the core uh, co coaching competencies, 
But the other part is that we, uh, in our processes, are following um, the, the highest global standards for credentialing, and that's ISO standard 17024 uh, for organizations offering uh, credentials to individuals. So these are these are very hand in hand, but parallel steps. So so we really do um, offer uh, the the gold standard in in coaching credentials. And finally, two babies to their family. Uh, one is coaching in organizations, and uh, our own research started indicating that organizations are adopting coaching cultures. They are embracing um, uh, internal coaching programs. They are embracing training for leaders and managers using coaching skills. So we thought that as a as a global organization, we should have offering for them. So uh, when they get on this journey, they do it in in a way that that supports them being successful in as quick of a time as possible. And finally, the Thought Leadership Institute, as we said, coaching is still evolving and coaching touches upon leadership, right, upon uh, human development. So where are we going and where do we want to go or where we don't? This is equally important question, how far we stretch before we break and maybe maybe we give birth to something else and yet um make sure that that what we call coaching is coaching. yeah and it's it's that lovely poetic dance isn't it between exploring new and exploiting what exists hmm. you know in terms of propositions or thought processes but overall what i get a sense of is being able to give confidence to something that is um challenging to understand to discern and unregulated you know so bringing that level of confidence that whether you are a coach or a buyer of coaching you can come and gain those seals those confidence those areas of which you're de-risking uh the the entity of that but also i think it's a a wider as you touched on at the end in terms of a steering one of leadership of what's the vision what, you know, if we can create a world in five years time, in 10 years time, what kind of world do we want coaching to play? You know, what kind of role in that world will it play? And I'd be fascinated to explore a little bit of your thoughts where we have all of these, you know, individuals, leaders, organizations dealing with everything from just surviving through mm -hmm. to thriving. <laughs> Uh, within their life cycle of business. And some are going through such transformations and shifts and change that all they're trying to do is hang on to their seats of what they've got, let alone envisage what might be next. For ICF and the Federation and how you see coaching, paint me a picture of sort of three years, five years time. What would be a amazing environment for coaching to be in and what role does ICF having that well we can go straight to the vision of the organization which says that coaching is becoming integral part of a thriving society and icf coaches are representing the highest quality in the profession uh, this second part is of course self-explanatory the first uh, i think has a beautiful invitation to define two terms one integral part and the second thriving society so in many of our works, 
we are talking about, you mentioned that earlier, how coaching can be accessible to more people, right? How coaching can be uh, introduced to populations that right now either don't know about it or don't think it's for them or don't think they can afford it. And all three statements may not be correct. Um, and then the thriving society is, uh, uh, I think it's, it's so powerful because it's up to you to define what's thriving, right? And thriving in one, especially for us being so internationally present, thriving for one uh, uh, population, maybe having access to drinking water and for other is to, well, go to Mars, why not? We are mm -hmm. having some people doing that right now. So, um, and I think ICF's major role is twofold. And we, I think we always had a bit of that, that dual responsibility. And I say responsibility um, uh, cautiously, but also uh, on purpose. One is to make sure that coaches are really trained and prepared to offer the service to their clients. So that high uh, standard of coaching competencies and ethics is absolutely imperative. And the other one uh, is that, that a general education of the population of what is return on investment, or we have another um, index, which is return on expectation, how coaching can help, how coaching can be useful. And again, don't use it as a silver bullet, but be aware that this, this modality exists uh, and, and it could be very helpful or useful at any different stage of individual, um, personal, professional path, but also for organizations, larger systems, regions, countries. Okay, here we go, the planet. Yeah. And last, last thing I say is that um, in the work of the foundation and also Thought Leadership Institute, we decided to follow the framework of the United Nations, United Nations 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. So that in a way um, shows us that picture of 17 areas where humanity is badly in need of help. And we do believe coaching can. It, it's funny you bring that up because it, it makes me smile. My um, background, uh, Magdalena was in brand and marketing. And uh, I had the privilege of leading the project for the rebranding and repositioning for the United Nations volunteers yeah. globally. And it was just prior to the Sustainable Development Goals being launched. And I addressed the whole UN system on the brand strategy of the global goals when they were just launched. And in fact, my first book was all about how we take exponential technologies and deploy them to the SDGs, to the global mm -hmm. goals, this to-do list for the planet. So right. I think whatever we have, whatever we're passionate about or our purpose, pointing it in a direction that's additive, you know, so whether it's coaching, whether it's technology, whatever the thing is, is it's important, as you said, to find this area of where is it in whether it's ethics, whether it's the sustainable development goals that we are thriving, that is defined by the context of an individual, of a country, right. access mm -hmm. to drinking water or going to Mars. I love right. that, that kind of thought. And the, the other part for me that resonated when you were talking there was about this, even what is coaching? And you, you invited this opportunity of an integral part. 
And that opens up this huge opportunity for this operating system to have counseling, to have learning, to have training, to have all of these elements that allow us to move forward, that allow us to have a better future than past. And I think that's very, you know, as you said, intentional about the responsibility, that both yes. with caution, but intent in the same that by it being integral, is that it's at the table. It's at the strategic table of change of coaching. Yes. It's not to fix something afterwards or that happens in a silo in a room. It's at the grown-ups table. And I think now is the era where coaching is at the grown-ups table mm -hmm. um, of every organization. And I, I think the challenge, and we've hit on it a few times, is to make it accessible mm -hmm. and the reach. You know, uh, there's... In sports, you know, coaching, it's the elite that get coached. And then, uh, oh, you have somebody volunteering to coach the, you know, <laughs> under 10s football team or whatever it may be is there's well-intended people trying to better the coach, the company, the areas that they're working with. And I think with federations and organizations, they can just rise all boats, uh, you know, in the harbor with, with that tide of activity. So I'm I'm so grateful that there are organizations like yours that exist and take their place in the world very seriously um, hmm. because the, the world needs it. Humanity needs it uh, of those things. In terms of the types of things that you've seen across the plethora of types of skills of, you know, leadership, all of the different trends from, you know, how to have, you know, great conversations to, um, make strategic decisions. What are you seeing at the moment in terms of uh, what people are wanting to be coached in and what coaches are wanting to be trained in? What are some of the themes that are happening at the moment as the most important skills to work on? Mm, mm. Um, you know, I think that the impact of the COVID pandemic uh, is going to be felt for a little while. Uh, and, and I don't necessarily think that perhaps the, the list of things people want to be coached on would be completely changed or has been completely changed, but maybe this, the, the pace um, accelerated a little bit. So we saw a lot of resilience requests, uh, how to be more resilient, how to, how to be a leader when your mind is frankly with your sick parent or whatever that might be. So how to be present uh, in a way that you can offer leadership traits to, to people who maybe never been through circumstance like that. <laughs> look, I look at my own staff and our staff is uh, um, young and vibrant. And I realized that many of them never in their life went through a large, mind you, universal and global, but even more localized difficulty like we did with COVID. They don't even remember 9-11, which probably is last in the States, you know, that would mark such a circumstance. So it was like, huh, how are they supposed to, to be resilient? Yeah, the muscle this is was their dormant. First, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the, their first experience. So, so resilience, definitely presence, definitely something more pr practical showing up would be uh, how do I motivate uh, virtual teams, remote mm. teams. So this new way of work is popping up quite a bit. Um, 
but also not surprisingly again burnout mm -hmm. you know uh and 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 that has several facets how do i know burnout how do i deal with burnout or how do i prevent burnout in my staff so the these are things that are definitely popping up what we see on a coach's side uh, training i think the resilience is still showing up there but also more so into team coaching, group coaching. Um, this is even more important now when the teams may not be physically together uh, for, for their work. So, so we see quite a bit of that requests. Um, and uh, well, uh, late last year, ICF issued the core competencies, additional core competencies for team coaching to help out in this situation as well. Um, and and this, this is I hereby declare the bias, uh, but um, I think the coaches need to take care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, this is not a new theme necessarily, but I think that again the pandemic really really showed it that uh, coaches are very good at asking people to take care of themselves and not very good at doing it themselves. It is a human um downfall uh, isn't it i think was it girdle's law that it, it talks about you can't see the label of your own uh jam jar when you're inside the jam jar exactly. and it's very easy to observe someone else's outside of their jam jar but not your own you know whether you know the cobbler's shoes are always bad you know all of these same things is that when we are a particular thing we don't apply that same thing that same medicine to ourselves and, and I am delighted you brought that up because it's so important and it reminds me of the reality on airlines uh, when the oxygen masks mm. are deployed we're told to put it on ourselves first before the children so if yes. we're a coach and we aren't putting the oxygen mask on ourselves first how can we serve how can mm -hmm. we serve with presence how can we serve with our best selves for who we're wanting to help or, mm. or shift and move. And I think making the space and time for that is a not a it's a selfless, not a selfish act. Exactly. Um, in fact, it's in service of a client, it's in service. I would say. Yeah. It's absolutely in service. And I think for many that's a an adaption of a mindset uh, mm. and a mindset shift that oh, uh, I, I, I'm last, you know, I have to put others first. Yes. But others first, you have to put yourself first to be able to do that well, rather mm -hmm. than, you know, 10% of you is all that's left. Uh, indeed, in indeed. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought that back up because it resonates with me of this challenge of when, you know, in, in our roles as CEOs, you know, what is the vision? You know, how do we curate, you know, multiple collaborations and partnerships to deliver on that vision mm. and give people the environment that fosters creativity, that fosters wellness. And this shift between just activities to becoming part of the operating system. Yeah. And so that integral part that coach can play is it becomes part of the operating system not to be called in when there's a big opportunity or a big challenge or mm, mm. something's gone wrong but it becomes part of the breathing of work of the future of work and for me that's the sort of vision that that i see is that coaching becomes part of the great breathing of organizations uh, yes. of those things
In fact, yeah, yeah, definitely. And and you know that that is another, as we said, the 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 word is stretchable. For some, integral part means everybody's got an access. Yeah. Right. For others, it may mean everybody who wants to be a coach can. Uh, others would say everybody's adopting coaching style of whatever they do. So, so that there, are, or as you just suggested, that coach is available as a part of the general canvas of yeah. person's um, activity, and not only, yeah, yeah and not only uh, 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 just deployed, if you will, when need be. Yeah. So, so again, uh, I think it's a it's a quite nice wording of something that may mean different things to different people yeah and that's the beauty of it isn't it of those things and you've just gone through a, a rebranding at ICF mm. and that opportunity to be very intentional and relevant and that's a continual thing to to reevaluate and to have the bravery and courage to say no to things and say yes to other things I'd, I'd mm. like to uh, finish up because we're coming close to the to the end point here Magdalena mm. in terms of you must have an absolute immense list of things of projects of to do of initiatives of all of these pieces and one of the challenges is prioritization within mm -hmm. any organization of of what are the most valuable what the mo the things that are going to get you closest to the outcomes that you're wanting and of course we're now got multiple stakeholders within any organization of these things yeah. In a year's time, if we're having a conversation, what would delight you with joy and happiness of something that was achieved by ICF in the next 12 months that you'd go, that's something we set out to do and we're there and that was our biggest priority of either project or shift. What would that thing be? I would, uh, you, you dangerously did not give me a limit, so I'll, I'll go with three. I'll go with three. Okay. Uh, one is in, well, being super optimistic, five years, but say 10 years. In 10 years' time, I want to anybody who thinks coaching thinks I see it. And that, of course, translates into because of highest quality, because of mm -hmm. credibility, because, because, because. So coaching, I see it. Um, the other one is you, you, you mentioned, you used the term, I was smiling to myself that this is a, a, a big kids table now. Mm -hmm. Yes, I want coaching to be actually a solution for even larger yeah. um, Political, government, you know. Yes, yes, Right at exactly. the top of how because society functions. Can because it can and because it has already except it's not amplified maybe in such a way and quite frankly and that would be more um, um me talking is if we were to pick one of the 17 sustainable goals and we created a curated application of coaching to show sustained progress that i think would i would be very happy to to see and to have that case study if you will of uh, coaching truly being part again part of a solution of systemic uh issues because more things than not are systemic that we're mm -hmm. facing and with the with the sustainable development goals i'm a systemically 
trained coach, so I can't help myself. Yeah. Um, but but nothing operates in a vacuum. So so if ICF could um, spearhead a way of um, bringing coaching to 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 bring huge impacts because of addressing some of this larger um, uh, systemic societal prog uh, issues, I, I would be I would be very happy for the organization and for the profession. I, I think that's lovely in the way that you've mapped those things out from this situation of awareness that coaching equals ICF. Great. I mean, it's a, a I don't know if you, you have the same, but um, there was a vacuum cleaner brand called Hoover and now people for many years have said, oh, are you doing the hoovering? You know, no, it's the vacuum cleaning, not hoovering. Exactly. Hoovering was about. So, oh, you, ICF in coaching, get that. I, I like that piece. The next of uh, going up the food chain as well as going down. So going up to, you know, government and parliament and the way in which our society structures and leverage coaching as a lever for you know, change for right. better outcomes, those things. And the final piece is having a contribution to moving the needle on one of the SDGs on the global goals. And that couldn't resonate with me more, Magdalena, you know, of my <laughs> own personal ambition of um, moving the needle on those goals. And it's certainly a massive purpose of my life uh, mm. to, to move mm. those needles. And that whilst it's big and you have big aspirations you can start small and that i think is something everybody can take forward is deciding how they choose to share their gift mm -hmm. uh, their gift of time of presence and of care and i look forward to watching and maybe you know influencing and collaborating with icf of how we can both co-elevate to achieve some of those goals uh, and impacts uh, would be wonderful. You know, what, takes a village, takes a village. <laughs> it certainly does. It certainly does. So to close out, where's the best place if people hadn't heard of ICF or they have, but they've never really acted on it, what's the best first on-ramp uh, to connect with the organization? Where should they go? What, how should they connect in with ICF? Mm. I would suggest as a first step to go to our website, coachingfederation.org. Uh, and then we mentioned the language issue um, on our website. There is a list of our chapters. Many chapters have their own websites in their local languages. So should the should the language be a barrier, that that could be a, a great place to to check. But yeah, check us out. Check the six family organizations. See some of the larger initiatives that we're undertaking on behalf of the coaching profession. And uh, and then there are. 85 of us waiting for your call uh, to if you have any specific questions about ICF. Thanks, Magdalena. You've been so generous with your time and just your stories and candor. I do this to learn and to meet great people doing great things. And I want to say thank you. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks so much, Ross. Do you have the level of adaptability to survive and thrive the rapid changes ahead? Has your resilience got more comeback than a yo-yo? Do you have the ability to unlearn in order to reskill, upskill and break through? Find out today and uncover your adaptability profile and score, your AQ. 
Visit aqai.io to gain your personalised report across 15 scientifically validated dimensions of adaptability. For a limited time, enter code PODCAST65 for a complimentary AQME assessment. AQAI, transforming the way people, teams and organisations navigate change. Thank you for listening to this episode of Decoding AQ. Please make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast directory and we'd love to hear your feedback. Please do leave a review and be sure to tune in next time for more insights from our amazing guests.